Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins. By day I work in corporate, but I have an obsession with all things personal development. So I became a life coach and started this podcast as a way to help others break free from living a life that's good on the outside and wake up to the one they actually want. When I got to my most uncertain place, all I wanted was someone to say, hey, Alicia, you're a little off course and this is what you need to do. That's what I wanna be for you. This podcast is a place where I want to share my experiences and provide you with community, knowledge, and inspiration to make change in your life. Sometimes we get a little lost and need help course correcting. If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Let this be your wake up call. Now let's get started. Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here for another episode. And I don't know about you, but 2022 is feeling a little different for me. You know, it's like 2019 and 2020 felt like the same year. (laughs) Like it's hard to distinguish one from the other. And there's something about this year that, I don't know, dare I say I'm feeling a little hopeful. I mean, hopefully I am not freaking sitting here a year from now saying like, oh God, we just went through our third year in a row that was the same. So let's put that vibe out there that 2022 is going to be different. But, you know, something that I was noticing as 2021 was coming to a close and, you know, starting to shift into 2022, this word intention and intentionality has really been on my mind. And it's showing up for me, you know, in how I bring forward the goals I'm working on in my life. And even in like everyday actions, I find myself asking, what's my intention behind it, right? And it's really guiding me to, you know, choices and just to have a pause. But, you know, I'm noticing it out there, you know, and even like the content I'm consuming, you know, there just seems to be this pulse around the word intention. So, With that thought, I want to share an intention I have with you, and it is to continue building and growing this podcast. 2021 was an incredible year. I cannot thank you enough for the support you showed me and the show. You know, it was incredible. I'm, you know, there were milestones met that I wouldn't have imagined, and I intend to keep growing and bringing more content with the hope that it resonates with you and, you know, your friends, your family. And one of the ways that this show can grow is through support of people like you. You can rate it, you can review the podcast, you can share episodes that you're enjoying, you can tag the show on social. All of these actions really help the show get traction and gain exposure. And I am so thankful and appreciative on a very deep level of everyone who's done this so far and those that are yet to do it moving into 2022. So I just felt that it was important for me, you know, on this theme of intention, I needed you to know mine for the show is that this thing is just going to continue meeting new milestones. And I just can't wait for the topics we're going to dig into together. So I just thank you for your support. And I can't wait to see where this thing goes this year. So let me tell you a little bit about the episode you're about to listen to. Because, as you might guess, it involves the word intention. You're about to hear a conversation I had with my friend Katie Welker. I met Katie last year in a group mastermind, and I spent about six months, and I had such a cool vantage point, a bird's eye view of seeing Katie bring great intention into her life. And it was amazing to watch. When you talk about intentionality, I'm not sure that I witnessed someone who put such thought 
and ultimately trusted in what she was doing. You're going to hear more about this in the show, obviously, but Katie started getting so keyed in and clear on what she wants big picture in her life, even though those elements aren't present now, she's not wasting time and waiting for certain things in her life to happen. She's clearing the path for it now. I find it so inspiring. And I think about you, you know, as you're listening to this episode and you're thinking about what you want in your life, big picture, that big picture vision, what steps are you taking to plant the seeds for it now? Instead of waiting for the quote unquote right time or for some milestone to happen, you know, it's like we wait for these cues to prompt us to take action, like these milestones. But what if our vision for what we want is what prompted us to take action in our life and start making the space for those things now, not to be prompted by anything other than our vision for what we want. What if your vision was enough and you would start clearing the space for it now? Let me tell you a little bit about Katie. She is a gem. She is so kind-hearted. I think you're going to feel her warmth as you listen to this episode. But she is an enthusiast for confidence, self-care, and mental health. She works full-time in corporate. She has a side business sharing her love for clean makeup and skincare. We're going to link all things Katie below. You got to check out her blog. So without further introduction, let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Katie, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. And I'm, I'm hoping you could share a little bit, you know, I know we've talked in advance of this, but when you hear me saying some of these things, like waiting for milestones before you move into a next phase of life, like how does that relate to you? Tell us a little bit more about your story. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so flattered and honored and excited to be here with you. I love your podcast. And yeah, when you say some of those things for me, I just keep nodding my head because I've always been the person that's very busy, has a ton of commitments, not only a full plate, but an overflowing plate. That's always just been my MO, like how I've been, how I've lived my life. And I never saw anything wrong with it for me personally, because it led me to a lot of great places. It led me to a lot of success, a lot of achievements, things like that. But then I kind of just had this shift where instead of like focusing my life so much on the milestones and the next big thing and my commitments, I started thinking about, you know, like the big picture I wanted for my life and how does it ladder up to my days right now? And I really noticed a a big disconnect with this life that I pictured for myself with family and, you know, loosely scheduled days and a lot of playtime and a lot of time outside and in nature. And then I looked at my current days and felt like I was kind of running around all the time. So that's a lot of where it started shifting for me, but it took a lot of time to get there because I was always that person that was just running, running, running all of the time and never saw anything wrong with it. Because for me, it, it led to so many good places. And I don't think there is anything wrong with that, but if it doesn't align with like what you really want out of your life, then it kind of makes you raise an eyebrow a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's so, so true. And what comes to mind for me is that, you know, so many of us are so busy and the life that we have is fine. Like everything's good. And like you said, it even serves us, right? We're achieving, we're doing, you know, well in life, whatever. But what I hear from you is you had a pause in which you could start. It's almost like I think of um, stopping the momentum of something like, right. You're, you're spinning, 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 going, And then you have the moment that you pause and it, it gives you the moment for reflection, because I think a lot of us miss that of 
I think we know where we are now. And then maybe we think like big picture, like when I retire one day, or like, I don't know, like we have these lofty ideas, but how often are we really stopping and thinking about like, no, what do I really want? And where am I at with that right now? Like what turns, what, what course corrections do I need to make so that no, I'm not going to get there tomorrow, but am I really on the path that leads me there? And I'm curious of how that resonates for you. Like what was your pause? Like, what did that look like for you? Yeah, it was really interesting because I got married um, this past summer. So August, 2021, and that was another, you know, commitment on my plate was planning that wedding. And I love to plan. I love events. I love getting people together. So to me, I really enjoyed a lot of the wedding planning process, but it was a lot, especially we were a couple that rescheduled because of COVID. We had a zillion contingency plans in place just because of the way the world is right now. So It took a lot of time and energy for me to take on this wedding planning. And I remember thinking as our wedding was approaching that, you know, what am I going to do when I have this, this time, this time back, this energy back when I no longer have to plan this wedding, then what am, what am I going to do? And in my mind, I kept thinking, oh, what commitment am I going to add to my plate? What commitment do I have now that maybe I'll just pour more of myself into? You know, I just, I never looked at it as anything else. I was like, let me just kind of swap one commitment for the next. And how can I keep my plate overflowing? And that's the mindset that I had, you know, going into the couple of weeks leading up to our wedding. And then a few weeks after our wedding, I was sitting outside in our backyard and I, this, the best way that I can describe it is I was distraction free. I was outside. It was a beautiful day. And it was just, I was very present. I think that that's the thing that it comes down to. I was very present and just had this, this moment of knowing I don't want to add anything else. I just had this moment where I thought for the first time, probably in my entire life, I was like, I just want to slow down. And it was it, it shook me a little bit. I didn't tell any, I didn't even tell my husband about that for a few weeks because I was like, whoa, like, is this real? This feels so different than how I've always been programmed, but it was also so peaceful. And I was so present in that moment when I had that realization, when I had that new thought that it, it ended up being such an anchor for me because I ended up coming back to that time and time again, like as things progressed, but that was what really shifted for me was things got really quiet. The wedding planning was done. I hadn't added anything else yet. And I was just very present to my surroundings. And all of a sudden it was like, my intuition told me like, you're good. Like you can actually slow down now. Like it's okay. But I had to get really quiet and really present in order for that to happen. But that was a huge, huge turning point for me. It's interesting to me because I, I can remember this in my own life. I, I reflect on conversations I've had with people in my life of we're so used to the busy, like we're a consumption culture of more, more, more. And when you said, you know, getting still and not adding more on your plate was against your programming, your conditioning. And the irony is when we start stepping away from that conditioning, I think that's the key to where people start getting these intuitive moments, but it's the thing we're the most scared of. We're afraid if we stop what happens yet that ends up being the bridge to the thing that can connect us to like the path that like that we're wanting. Like if we're, if we're looking for direction or, you know, having these moments of clarity, like you said, it really does come from the slowdown and 
avoiding filling the empty space with something else. Like we're so scared of getting still mm-hmm. yet. That's where, you know, in your example, I can reflect on my life. Like that's really where the money is like, or like that sweet spot yeah. of like connection, you know? So you have this realization that I don't want to add anything more on my plate, which is very, it's probably the antithesis of how your life had been previously from knowing you, you, you are a cheerleading coach. You work full time. You have your side business. I think a lot of people relate to that of you have always been the person that says yes, or takes on. So you, you said you have this moment. You don't even say it to your husband. What starts happening when you, you know, say it out loud or you start like making the decisions to take action on creating the space. That was the the really interesting part because to me, I had that moment of, okay, I just want to slow down and I, I want to create some more space in my days and my schedule. Just that's the word that felt the, the strongest and related the most was I just want some more space in my life. And then I, as such a doer and somebody who's so action oriented, I go, well, how do I do that? what do I do? What does that mean? Like, you know, and so then I started saying, okay, well, if I want some more space, some more time freedom, and I want to slow down, some, something's got to give. And I looked at everything that I had on my plate and said, okay, well, my corporate job, I'm not going to leave that for a lot of different reasons. Um, my side businesses that I do, I knew I didn't want to leave those. And then The other commitment that I had was, you know, outside of friends and family, which if anything, I just wanted to pour more of myself into the only other commitment I had was I coached a high school cheerleading team. And I did that for seven, seven years. And I always did a fall season and a winter season. We cheered for football and basketball. So for me, that was seven years, seven months out of every year. And that was very very time consuming. And the hard part was I loved it. And I felt very in my element when I did it. And so when I knew that that was the thing that had to give, like I could cry almost thinking about it because it, it felt so me, you know, it was such a piece of my identity. And I remember asking my husband, like, well, you know, who am I going to be without this? You know, I was so committed to it. And it was such an outlet for me for like creativity and mentorship and giving back to the community and so many beautiful things. But I looked around and saw how in my life I was giving so much of myself to so many different outlets. And I had this urge to give so much of myself, but to less outlets. Like I wanted to give as much of myself as I could, but I wanted to give more of myself to my family. I wanted to give more of myself to my friends and more of myself to myself. Like I wanted to give more of myself to me. And I couldn't do that when I was overextending, which I was while I was coaching. So that was some of the action that I knew I needed to take when I had to, had this realization that I really wanted to slow down. And it it was hard. It was so hard. It's still hard, but it's like when you, you know, you know, and I just kept going back to that, that quiet knowing that I had when I knew I wanted to slow down. And I just let that be my anchor and kind of hold me steady while while the, the hard times came and while I had to make tough decisions and have tough conversations. So that was the action piece behind it. That was, was challenging for sure. (laughs) What I admire so much about this is because you did say, right, you were overextended, but what I tend to see in a lot of our lives is that 
so many of us wait until the breaking point to make the change. And what I witnessed in you was this intentionality and really like courage because nothing was wrong per se with your life, right? You, you definitely were overextended, but you know, even in witnessing, you talk about, you know, your responsibility as a coach, you know, your eyes are watering. You had such love for that and there was nothing wrong with it. But when you took the step back and the pause to think like, okay, I need, I need the space. You're looking at big picture. What are the things you want? And it sounds to me that it was really having to make a courageous choice about alignment. And I think a lot of us are scared to say no to things when it's not blaring, right? It's not this thing that you can look at and be like, Oh God, Katie, definitely give that up. That thing is killing you. Right? Like it's pretty bold for us to know the vision of something we want and clinging so tight to that and using it as like your compass as, so as new as, you know, things in your life are coming up and you're thinking, is this serving me or not? Sometimes it means stepping away from things that aren't broken or terrible. And, and again, coming back to what I said earlier is that you were making the choice almost at like pre burnout, like you were overextended, but you weren't waiting for the breakdown. So many people get the clarity from the breakdown when it's like everything fucking falls apart and everything is decimated. And you're like, no, I'm consciously making the choice to create the life I want, like put pieces of it in place now. And that's how I knew that it was right. Because I, when I had that moment of I'm ready to slow down, I don't want to add anything else. I don't want to overcommit to anything that I'm even doing currently. It didn't come from a place of, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted or, oh, I just had the worst day and I'm sick of this. Or, you know, it's, it's all falling apart. It came from this place of, okay, I'm quiet. Like there's no noise around me. Like this feels really peaceful. And so I knew that the emotion was kind of taken out of it when I came to that place. And that was really important for me to have faith in, because if I had made it from, you know, after a hard day or a tough season or something like that, then I might've looked back on it and been like, well, you know, maybe that was a rash decision or maybe I wasn't really ready, but I came to it from such like a peaceful place. And it was, it was really challenging because like we talked about with, sometimes waiting for a new milestone to make a change. And previously I had always thought, well, you know, when I see the big picture of my life, I know that I want to be a mom one day. And I always kind of wondered like, could I be a coach while I'm a mom or while I'm pregnant? And I thought, you know, I think anything's possible, but I knew that motherhood to me was, I wanted to be all in on that when that happens for me. And so I always thought, well, when I'm a mom one day, then I'll stop coaching. But then I was like, well, what the heck, you know, then it's just like going from one huge change to the next huge change. It's like, whoa, like, why don't we give ourselves a little bit of breathing room and see what these days even feel like before we throw another curveball into it, especially parenthood and motherhood and pregnancy and all of that. So that was a big realization for me is I don't want to wait for a big milestone. I want to give myself honestly, like the luxury of creating my days the way that I want before a milestone changes them for me. And what's so freaking brilliant about this too is, is that 
right. When traditionally I do think a lot of us wait for these milestones, we'll call them, right? Like it's almost as if we're expecting that we're magically prepared for that next chapter, just because your hand is forced. Like, oh, I slow down now because I'm now going to be a mom. But like you said, like giving yourself some runway to like, even have the space to get your mind in a place that is, it just sounds so thoughtful and intentional. That's, I, I really just witnessed this in you because I think when we are just waiting for our permission to be given by something outside of us, we're underestimating like the mental preparation, the emotional preparation that takes place when we're stepping into a next chapter, a new version of us. Like we're just magically expecting ourselves to be ready for that next thing, but we haven't done any work to prepare for it. Right. And of course, you know, not every milestone or every change or every time that maybe you wish you could create space, like that's, you don't always get the luxury of doing that. And so I feel very grateful that I recognize it at the time that I did before these, you know, hopeful milestones for us of parenthood come into place, because, you know, I, I recognize that it's, it's not always that easy of hold on that on this milestone, I'm going to prepare for it. I know that that's not always the case, but For me, when I looked at the big picture of my life, I knew I wanted to be a mom one day. I also knew for me personally, I have this kind of contradicting thought about it of, I really want to be a mom and I know I'm going to be a great mom. And that's where my intuition lies. But mentally I'm very scared of the, the labor aspect. I'm very scared of how it's going to change my body, those things. And I knew for me personally, I need time to sit with that. I need time to research about that. I need time to talk through that. I need time to just like sit with that and get comfortable with that. And (laughs) I've had a few people say, well, you know, you're never going to really be ready to be a mom. And I was like, and I, and I understand that as best as I can for not being a mom yet. But for me, what I think about is that even though I might never really be ready, I can still prepare. And even if there's never like a perfect time, I can still be really intentional with how I'm designing my, my life and, and my days that lead up to that. So in order for me to do those things, I had to create space. And so that's how it aligned for me and everybody's milestones and, you know, changes in their life and all these things will be different. But I knew that about myself. I knew that about the big picture that I wanted. And I knew that even if I'll never really be ready, like I still have the control to design my life, which means I can design my days. And that's where it started for me. It was like my, my day to day, my every single day, you know, you hit it brilliantly about like designing your life. I think that a lot of us forget the, um, yes, there are things out of our control, but we also do have a lot of things in our life that we get to control. I think we often fall into this pattern that we let external circumstances dictate what we do in our days. And, you know, while yes, certainly the backdrop that we've been using in this conversation has been a lot of it, like right motherhood and this phase prompted it for you. But I think the same is said for jobs. I think it's the same for a move. I mean, and what I also hear of with this designing your life, what I have loved so much of watching your journey is this assessment of where do I want to go? The reflect and and probably prior to that is reflecting on like, what do you really want in your life? Then kind of taking the step back And doing this inventory and like prioritization, I think of what's currently taking up the space in my life, is it serving me? What can I clear? And I really hope that a lot of people 
take that away from this of like the proactive things we can be doing because we do have an opportunity to design so much of our life and like preparing for it as if it's already happening now, even if we don't know the how or the when or the what, like mm-hmm. you can lay those foundations down now. And, and that's a lot of what I've seen you do. Yeah, you definitely can. And I think where a lot of people, myself included for a long time, get complacent is, well, everything's, everything's good. You know, there's nothing wrong. Like this is coaching was serving me. Like it was giving me a lot back. It wasn't just me, you know, sending out this energy, not getting anything in return. But I just looked around and was like, well, why can't I have grief? What's wrong with wanting more? What's, what's wrong with that? Like, what, what if I really looked at that? What if I looked at something else? Like coaching is amazing, you know, but how nice would it be to, have the holidays uninterrupted with my family? How nice would it be to plan my weekends? How nice would it be to leave room for something that I don't even see yet, that might not even be on my radar yet, but I don't even have the capacity to let it potentially come in because there's no room for it. So I think that that was a big theme that kept coming up for me as I was sitting on all of this was nothing's wrong. Everything is so good, but I want great. And to be very unapologetic about that and to honestly have a lot of people not understand that, like really not many people get that. It's like, well, why are you stepping away from coaching? It's like, well, I just, I want to slow down a little bit. Oh, well, it's because you just got married. Oh, well, it's because, you know, are you pregnant? And it's like, first of all, those things are so insensitive, (laughs) but it's, I had to get really comfortable and confident. I don't need to have the answers. And even if I did have the answers, I don't need to give them to other people because it's my life. And even if I don't know what that greatness is yet, like I still want to make room for it just in case I still want to make room for it so that there's the possibility of it. And I still want to design my days to where that's an option, that greatness is an option. And I'm okay with sacrificing the good for it. And it took me a long, long time and a lot of discomfort, but I got to that point where I was okay sacrificing that good in order to, to bet on the great being out there. God, I had multiple like full body goosebumps as you were talking, because it made me think about the, so what, this is what I want. Like, that's the reason, like so many of us. And I think women in particular feel like we have to have this reason to justify our actions when, what if it's just, this is what I really fucking want. And (laughs) right. Yeah. And it's, it's not waiting for the validation it's, and even for it to be quote unquote logical, like when, when we start trusting what we feel led to what feels right in our body. Like that's justification enough. Like we don't need anything outside of ourselves to say when it is or isn't the right time to go for great. And what else I thought was a little bit ironic of what you were saying, you know, this pursuit kind of like leaving good for great. A lot of us think that great equates to more, like more doing more this, the irony is it's in your slowdown and intentionality is where the greatness is coming from. And I want people to hear that because I think there's a richness. Like I am such an advocate for finding some slowdown and stillness in your life, because I think there are like 
miracles that happen all around us all the time. But if you're too damn busy, you can't notice, you, you don't notice them. You don't see them. And your greatness is coming from the slowdown. And, and maybe that's not everybody's, but I just, I like putting out the message out there that great doesn't have to mean like more. I think great is richness. It's what feels right for you. So I just, yeah. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. And I think greatness to me, I've, I've come to correlate it with quality a lot because I would, I was definitely that person with, okay, well, if I want to improve my life, if I want to make more money, if I want to have a, buy my own house, all these things, if I want to get married and, you know, pay for our wedding, all these things. And I need, I need more, I need to be busier. I need to create more avenues of success, more avenues of income, like all these different things. And while, you know, that served me well, and I learned from it. Now I'm just at a different place where to me, great is just the quality, like the quality of time that I have with my family, the quality of time I have with my husband before we hopefully become parents one day, the quality of time I have with myself, like with me, just playing with my dog, reading a bunch of books, like baking cookies, like things that aren't usually worth like a big gold star in our society, but things that really just make me happy. And once I started to accept that, and once I started to do those things, my body just sunk into it. My body was like, oh, this feels so good. Like, why have you been ignoring this for 32 years? Like, what have you been doing? Because it's like, now my body just craves that so much. And when I do have the ramp up times of like, all right, well, I do still have a side business that I'm really passionate about. I do still have my corporate job that I'm very invested in. And, you know, I do still have all these other things that I'm very interested in. Now I feel like I can give more of myself with more focus because I'm, I'm just more balanced out. I'm not spread so thin and I can just give more of myself each time that I'm involved in a commitment with people and all of that, because I've just, I've really recalibrated it, you know? It's amazing. So I'm putting myself in a listener's perspective and they're like, okay, Katie, I hear you. Like I, I know the things I want in my life. Okay. I got to start figuring out, like, let's prioritize, let's reflect what's aligning, what's not. I'm taking action. I'm clearing space. I think things that pop up are one, how do you protect the space? And what does it feel like now? Because it probably is a little bittersweet. There's a little bit of like a shedding of a a previous identity and, and you even allude to it yourself, the kind of like now what? So I'm curious of what does the now what look like and how do you protect the space? I think you have to, to know where the space is coming from. Because if you have an anchor of why you're doing this, why you're making a change, why you're shedding a layer, that's how I've looked at it a lot is I'm just shedding layers that no longer serve my greatest self. They might serve my, a good self, a good version of me, but they don't serve my greatest self. And if you can know where that is coming from, like I knew for me, it was coming from a place of peace and it was coming from a place of wanting to step towards the big picture that I had for my life. And every time I got tested and there were a lot of tests from the universe, from the people around me where I was looking around, like, am I making the right decision? Like, am, I mean, I had doubt it was super normal questioning. It was super normal, but I think that knowing where that space comes from and also being very patient because when I got tested, I had to take some deep, long breaths to not just be like, I'll do it. I'll go back to that. 
okay, sign me up, sign me up. Like there were a lot of moments, moments like that, where I, it, you know, prior to would have raised my hand, would have jumped right in and said, I got it. I'm good. I can do it. No big deal because I could, and I would do it well and it would be fine, but it would be contradicting this, this greatness that I wanted for myself. So I think it was just coming back to that place of, okay, I was really peaceful. I was clear. I was present when I made this decision and that place and that decision has to be my anchor. And that's how I protected it was just being really clear on where it even came from and why I wanted it. And then being patient when the test came and also continuing to just, to just do it, you know, to continue to create the space, continue to save my time to say no to the things that didn't feel good to put myself first instead of putting everyone else first everyone else and so those were the things that really have helped me and i'm still early in this i mean i made these big decisions not even six months ago and so there are still things that challenge me in it and that bring up doubt and all that and i think that that's very normal but once you can normalize it understand where it's coming from and just keep doing what, what aligns with that really peaceful place of where, you know, it's coming from, then that that's like the magic recipe I found in the short couple months that I've been doing it. I'm no expert, but that's, what's been helpful for me. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I think that for all of us, you know, people pleasers out there, a lot of us women out there that are taking care of everybody else, but ourselves, I think you've given some really good nuggets, some pearls of wisdom to help us understand, you know, how to get really clear on what you want, like find those anchors. That's what I really think about. Like when you get crystal clear and when it's coming from the place of peace and like the quiet, right. You know, that it's true. And you keep that as you know, your guidepost and really let it be the thing that helps you make decisions of, can I really say yes to this? Or is this going to have to be a no for me? And I think probably what you would attest to as well is I think there's a rewiring that comes in. Like we've been conditioned, we've had these habits, these patterns play out in our life. So, you know, it takes a little bit of time to get those like neural pathways firing a little bit different in our brains to make us not feel so uncomfortable with, you know, saying no, when, you know, I think a lot of us think like, well, I have the bandwidth. I could say yes. And I think a lot of us in particular women find our worth, our approval from all the yeses we say all the while we're saying no to ourselves. But, um, I just, I really, I really appreciate you sharing what this has looked like for you. I think it's very inspiring. I continue to applaud you and just love seeing what you are creating for your life and, and really stepping into that, that faith of what's yet to come and creating it now, you know? Yeah. One, um, I was, I have a mindfulness like journal that I read in the morning. It's, um, almost like a daily meditation. They're really short, which I like, if you can simplify your life, I think that helps creating space too, for what it's worth. Um, but there was this quote that says love where you are right now, because that's where your destiny lies. And I loved painting that picture of how your today already is your destiny. Like your today already is your big picture. So if your today looks wildly different than the big picture, then maybe that's where you recalibrate a little bit. And it doesn't mean, oh, today I'm going to you know, <laughs> go and become a mom. Today I'm going to go and buy a million dollar house that I can't afford. But it means today I'm going to make some more space. Today I'm going to focus on myself. Today I'm going to 
exercise that muscle of saying yes to me and no to somebody else that maybe doesn't serve me right. So I loved that, that, that framing of it almost of your days right now, like nobody, nobody's promised tomorrow. And that's something I've been a big believer in it for a really long time. And if you're not guaranteed tomorrow, then what are you doing? Letting your today's like slip through your hands and not be what you want them to be. So that helped my perception of, of all of this a little bit too. Oh my gosh. So beautiful. And I, I think it couldn't put a pretty bow on this episode more perfectly. So Katie, I appreciate you sharing. I appreciate your insight. It's amazing to watch you and guys, we have got all of Katie's Instagram, you know, all of her social media feeds will be in the show notes, follow her. She's, you want to know about some of her side hustle business that she's got. And she's got the cutest little dog or sweet little family. You know, you can follow along to see her journey of creating this space. You also have a blog. Is that correct? I do. I've had a blog since 2011 and just recently like revamped it. It used to be called um, cheer dummy. I've been a cheerleader my whole life and started it as like a, a, an assignment in a college class that I took and just recently revamped it. And now it's called it's confidently Katie. So yeah, we'll put the link for that too, but I love writing. It's very helpful when trying to figure out where to get this space from. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, Katie, you're a gem guys. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. And I can't wait to connect with you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Wake Up Call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D. Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life. 